Tēnā koutou. You're listening to a Tātai Ahorau Core Education Podcast. Kia ora koutou. Ko Rochelle toku ingua. My name's Rochelle and I'm here today with Amira Aman who has a particular focus, passion and expertise in coaching and mentoring. Kia ora Amira. Kia ora koutou. One of the things we were talking about the other day, which I was interested in talking to you further about, was about imposter syndrome and how coaching and mentoring can help with that. First of all, could you tell me about imposter syndrome? Indeed. Uh, I have the the privilege of working with uh, alongside a number of leaders uh, who feel this tension of they're really keen for their position, their role. Um, However, they can often feel a bit of a fraud and they can feel as if that they uh, don't um, necessarily have all of the understanding that they require for their role or perhaps that they don't have all the capabilities uh, uh, that they need. And so there's this internalised fear that goes on that other people will see that uh, they um, perhaps don't you know, know everything that they need to know or be able to do everything in, in their role. And so I, I love the space to be able to talk about this because it's so prevalent and so common and it's something we all juggle with. It's a very human uh, feeling to, to experience. Absolutely. Like, I think most people can relate to what you've described. And I, um, I really like the idea that when you said, ha, I've got, I've got a story in terms of how it can help, um, how coaching and mentoring can help um, people overcome that. Could um, could you reshare with me that story you were telling me the other day? Sure, Rochelle, sure. And I, I really want to uh, encourage people that usually this imposter syndrome is because we want to do a good job. You know, if we didn't really care and didn't really want to do a good job, then we perhaps we wouldn't be feeling these things. And perhaps we're a little bit of a, we've got some perfectionist tendencies going on as well. That again, that we really want to um, ensure that we are thoroughly prepared or that we do know the, the ins and outs of our new role. So I'll start with this lovely story of, I often work in the space of, of kahui ākoa. And uh, a lot of the, the roles within a kahuiaka, particularly um, in a cross-school lead, uh, do encourage or do mean that some people feel this, this imposter syndrome. Um, and I worked with this particular cross-school lead, but this is equally applicable to any role, really, any leadership role. Um, you know, assistant principals, deputy principals, the lead principal of Kahui Akor, um, the new learning support coordinator uh, roles. Uh, within school roles, all of these leadership roles, I see this uh, often in people. So this particular um, cross-school lead uh, was came in very much at the beginning of the formation of the, the Kahui Akua, and the lead principal had put together the achievement plan as often as the case, certainly in consultation you know, with other principals, etc. Uh, but in she came, really nervous, really excited about this new role. But let's be fair, no one knows really what it's like. No one really knows what it is that's expected of you, what it will feel like, sound like, and yet you feel this pressure and from others that and it's the sense of everyone's watching me will I um, be good at this will I know what to do and when you're co-constructing your role who knows really you know what it's going to look like and so 
Um, I could see for her that uh, she was grappling with various things. She would, she was going to be required to do things perhaps that she hadn't done before. Lead some of the within school leads. Not, not something that she'd necessarily uh, done, even though she'd played some leadership role within her own her own school. This is moving across schools now, so it is a, a, you know, a new challenge. And the thing that I could hear the most that she would say to me is, oh, but what are others thinking of me? And these pressures, you know, there's, they're remunerated for their, for their role. They're, they've given a time allowance. Others are watching them. So what's this ASL going to be doing with her time? And she was feeling these, you know, these pressures. So what I could really see for her is that she needed some clarity and she was asking for that as well. So a lot of it was around role clarity. And part of that role clarity is uh, looking at what is it, requ- is it re- that's required as a leader? You know, what's been asked, you know, of you in your new leadership role? And um, so she certainly could unpack that when she met with me each month in a mentoring and coaching capacity. So it gave her the space to say, what is my role? What's been asked of me? And not just in isolation, for her to understand her role, she needed to understand what the lead principal was doing, what the other um, across school lead was doing, what the responsibilities of the within school leads. But again, we can see that this is applicable to anyone going into, into a new role. Any AP, DP, principal needs to look, be able to look at what it is that uh, others are doing in their team so they can find their place within that. And that kind of helps calm some of that imposter syndrome of am I doing you know the right thing Um, and so what I could really see is that this is a journey I think we all put this pressure on ourselves this ASL wanted to go into this role and instantly know what it is that she would be doing instantly feel comfortable with that, instantly feel like she had the capabilities. But we all know leadership's not like that. It's a slow growth, you know, and for some uh, facets of our leadership, we grow that first and then others, dependent on the context and what it is that's been, you know, thrown at us at any, any given time. Uh, and so now, three years on, I still have the privilege of working with this um, ASL, and she's got that role clarity now, you know, and I really want to, you know, um, emphasise that. It didn't happen overnight. The first year was um, was a, a figuring out of, of where she sat and, and what she was bringing, and the second year... Uh, develop that further and this year I've really seen uh, celebrations for her of you know how she's got here and she can really um, identify her leadership capabilities that she now has developed um, in this role um, and that's not to say she doesn't experience imposter syndrome um, still of course she does particularly when the whole kahuiako get together and she's up the front um, navigating uh, you know her role uh, however she's got that lovely sense of who I am what my role is about what the uh, clarity is of others with whom she's working, um, and also um, where she's heading with that, what she needs to develop, you know, for herself in the, in the future. Uh, 
So yes, my, my, my summary of that is this is a human experience and particularly I think when it's a new role for you, when you're going into a new space. Uh, also, I think it's particularly the case when it's a new role in itself. You know, thinking of roles like the um, learning support uh, coordinators, it's a new role. No one really lo- knows what it looks like until we, we navigate it. Um, if you've got new people within a leadership team, no one's very sure exactly what those, how you're going to divide things. There's not one template of one way to do things. Uh, so to be kind to ourselves and uh, to say that this is going to be a journey and that's okay we don't need the answers from the outset fantastic so you obviously gave us some tips of what you did to help and assist her with grappling with imposter syndrome and to actually make practical advances in her role to be kind to yourself that it's a journey that it's not going to be something that is fixed overnight do you have any other tips for dealing with imposter syndrome that you utilize with in terms of mentoring and coaching Kia ora. yes, absolutely, uh, Rochelle. So uh, perhaps I'll try and limit it to four things that I think are particularly uh, useful. The, the first is we need to put this into perspective. We need to acknowledge our thoughts. Um, I think there's this tendency to say, uh, I'm feeling nervous about this role, I'm not good enough, or I don't have these skills yet, and it becomes, uh, we catastrophize over it. So, so to put it into perspective, this is a natural human uh, response to the unknown. Uh, to grapple with uh, what it might look like in our role. Um, and really focusing on instead of I've never done that part of my task before or this part of my role to focus on what is it about my leadership capabilities that I'm growing here what am I bringing already that I can offer to this role from other roles that I have played and what, um, what will I be able to grow in this role Yeah, so keep it in perspective. My second one, I think you could hear clearly in the story that I was telling you, that we need some role clarity, that we need to have an opportunity. You know, and this particular leader met with the other leaders and really spent the time in an induction process of working out what her role would be, what the role of the other ASL and the lead principal would be. Uh, So that sort of clarity is really important for for us to co-construct that. Thirdly, we need to talk to others. <laughs> Trying to grapple with this all in on our own, in our own minds, is, is too hard. We can be amazing at reflection, but the power of talking with others, collaborating with others to figure this out is hugely important. So whether your, your mentor or coach is within your context, um, or whether it's outside of your context, I cannot emphasise the importance of having that space uh, to be able to um, do that. And there's lots of, you know, frameworks out there that that are useful. You know, the teaching councils put out the educational leadership capability framework that can help frame your understandings of your leadership. But again, having the opportunity to talk that through and reflect uh, with uh, someone who's really skilled, not just the staff room chat, (laughs) an actual formalised mentoring and coaching session where there is um, some scaffolding there to help navigate uh, your way forward in your role. And lastly, I would say, is to appreciate that it is uncomfortable. There's discomfort in growing and changing and to sit with that and to really to celebrate that. 
if you're moving into a new role or you are aspiring to be um, in a new role, then you're putting yourself in a position to grow and to develop. And while that feels uncomfortable, it's also pretty exciting as well. And we're all amazing at saying to our tamariki, um, take risks, try this, don't worry about you know, what might happen, all of that. Um, and we, we invite them into that kaupapa. And we need to sit with that ourselves and sit with our discomfort and realise that this is our place of growth. Um, and ensure that we've got good supports around us, you know, for that, but to accept that that is part of, of leadership growth. Tēnā koutou. You've been listening to a Tātai Ahoro Core Education Podcast.